course of discipleship, a little nugget of spiritual truth just designed to help you get through the day and to give you something to think about that's worth thinking about during the day. Glad you've joined us again. And uh, you'll remember that on Mondays, we've been going through these little books in the Bible that only have one chapter. And today we come to the last of those books. It's the epistle of Jude in our New Testament. It's the last book just before you get to the book of Revelation. And it's a good warning for today. It's a heads up. It is uh, telling us to keep alert because certain people are trying to pull us off into a mistaken direction. And so the book is a little too long for me to read the whole thing, but I'd just like to read you the first four verses today to get us going. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ, may mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, though I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain people have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. Jude is writing to warn the believers in his generation about a group of deceivers who've crept into the church. Uh, And we're told about these people, uh, beginning in verse 3, Jude, first of all, warns the believers of his generation that it was necessary to contend for the faith. Now, when he uses that word faith, he isn't talking about uh, a personal faith uh, to con- you know we believe things we cling to them individually and personally. In a certain sense, this word faith probably should be capitalized because what it means is the body of doctrine. It means Christian truth. Contend for the faith in that larger sense, the teachings that we have received from Christ through His apostles. And Jude writes to his believers and says, now you're going to have to contend for these things because there are people who are going to come in and are going to try to deny what you've received. But what you've received is enough. It's all you really need and nothing need be added to it. Now, who are these people who are coming in that are creeping in, these usurpers, these teachers of false doctrine? We find that in verse four. We find that they are unbelievers who have perverted and are perverting the grace of God by teaching two distinct heresies. He says certain people have crept in unnoticed who were long ago designated for condemnation. And why are they designated for condemnation? Because they take the grace of God that we have received and they teach immoral sensuality. That's the first heresy. They say that anything goes that because grace has done its job and is so great, that God's really okay with anything that anyone does now. That any kind of moral perversion, what would have been considered a moral perversion in years past, we're just you're just overly excited about that, you know. God is, uh, is grace covers it all. So the first heresy that they teach is that how we use our sexuality, for example, really doesn't matter. The second heresy they teach is that Jesus 
isn't really Jesus. They deny Christ's person and work and his preeminence. They deny that Jesus is the Son of God. They deny that what Jesus did for us on the cross atones for our sins. They deny that Jesus is Lord, that he is the one who has full authority in our lives to direct our paths and to tell us how we ought to live. And so these people are pushing back, fighting back against, denying the basic tenets of the faith that we have received from the apostles. Now in verses 5 through 7, and then again in verses 14 through 16, Jude makes no bones about it. He identifies these people as apostates, people who have left the faith, and he says, quite frankly, with many illustrations, that God will judge such people. Judgment by God is coming for these people. In verses 8 through 13, he talks to us about the character of these people, how to recognize them. He says, first of all, that they're characterized by dreams. They're dreamers. And what he means by this is that they're claiming new revelations, that they're adding to the scripture. They're saying, well, you know, what you've received isn't the whole story. There's more. There's something new that needs to be added in. Or they may come with a new interpretation of the old words. They may say, well, yes, we know that for 2,000 years, people have interpreted uh, sexual immorality as any use of your sexuality outside of the bonds of a lifelong marriage between one man and one woman, for example. They say, we know that's what's been taught, but actually, that's a misunderstanding. And that's not the way it works. And so they come with these new revelations, or they say, well, we know that Jesus has been proclaimed as God and as Lord, but really he was just a good man and just an example for us. And he wasn't any different than you or I. Now, these things, as we have already mentioned, are heresies, but they they bring in a new doctrine, a new teaching, if you will. Their lives are further characterized, we're told, by moral filthiness. They actually practice the things that they're urging you to practice that are outside the revelation of Scripture. They reject authority, and they especially reject apostolic authority. They especially reject anyone who teaches the traditional faith, the traditional doctrines of the Christian church. And finally, we're told that they are characterized by blasphemy of spiritual powers, They treat angelic majesties as if they're nothing. They uh, act like they have authorities that God has not granted them. These are the ones, these are the characteristics of the people we're to be on guard against. Now, in verses 17 through 23, we're told what we are to do, how we're to react to this. It says, but you, What, what does he mean? He says, you, you who believe, persevere in what's actually true, and help others to persevere in those truths as well. We're to pay no attention to these people who come teaching these things. We're to stick with the traditional doctrines. We're to make sure that we are being faithful to what we've received, and we're to help others to do the same. We're to look after each other. And so that really is the teaching of the book of Jude. But there's one last section, the last two verses, verses 24 and 25, where Jude ends with a great benediction, a blessing is what this is. It's very famous. It says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, 
to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. And if we could just summarize that, what he's telling us is that Jesus is enough. He is able to keep us. He can keep us from falling into these traps. So as we pay attention to what we've received and as we're faithful to that, and as we encourage others to be faithful to that, Jesus is also faithful. He's faithful to keep us, to keep us on track, to keep us moving toward heaven. What we've received from faithful men through the years is enough. Stick with the stuff. Help others to do so as well until Jesus comes and he is able to keep you. And that's the lesson from the book of Jude. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for being frank with us. Thank you for warning us about uh, dangers that come to us, people who pretend to be Christians who are not Christians at all. And we thank you that you have warned us so that we don't fall into their traps. And we thank you that you've cautioned us to keep our eyes fixed completely on you and what we've received through our apostles. And we'll thank you for it. Thank you for being frank with us and for helping us and strengthening us and keeping us as we walk with you. Hear our prayer for Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. Join us again next Monday when we'll start a new study. Till that time, be blessed. Thank you.